Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Girl. Wait, what is Girl. You don't know what the last five years is? No, no, no. Tell me, tell me. De-virginize me. Oh, my God. De-virginize me, Captain. She's she and I'm me. Not me, not Hermione. Yo, 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 yo. God, what is your childhood trauma? I am a cocksucker. Your life's going down the toilet. You just some Welcome to Like a Virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. And I'm Fran Trotto. And there has never been a better time to become a patron at patreon.com slash like a virgin, where we do weekly bonus episodes, because we're going on a little hiatus. It is time for our annual We Are Tired break. Yes, season two has come to an end, and we're going to take some time off from main episodes. How do we decide seasons, you ask? Very arbitrarily. Very (laughs) arbitrarily, with no rhyme or reason, and whenever we feel like it. And let me tell you, we're tired. Same time last year. Actually, it wasn't the same time last year. It was a little later last year. I can't remember. We were tired. We're tired right now. We're going to go on a little break. But lucky for you, we have some Patreon episodes in the bank, mama. So while you might be missing us on your weekly feed, you can still hear us every week at patreon.com slash like a virgin, where we will be doing more sort of like chit chatty catch ups. We'll be talking about some spooky season stuff. We'll be finally watching Cats Don't Dance. Yes, oh Fran, my God, I forgot me, that we did that. Into submission. So um, become a patron and, you know, get your weekly dose of froze that's a combination of our names fran and rose oh i was like what froze 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 or ran Uh, ran um yeah if you miss us on the main feed mosey on over the patreon if you've never subscribed there that is patreon.com slash like a virgin so with that in mind we thought long and hard aka we texted 
an hour before we had to be in the studio about what we should, you know, end season two of Like a Virgin with. And Phoebe jokingly suggested the musical Rent. And we were like, not no. Not no. You, Fran literally said, not no. Not no. So and then you said, yes, and. I, I did one of the rare times I have said yes. No, that's not your narrative anymore, Rose. You always say yes and. Oh, thanks. No, but. No, but. Um so yes, today we will be loosely discussing um, you know, the rock musical Rent, which um, you know, took the world by storm in nineteen ninety-six when it premiered both off-Broadway and then eventually on-Broadway, was later adapted into a feature film by Christopher Columbus, probably the most misguided directing choice ever made, Mm. Um, a live musical, and truly, like, um, has been weaponized by theater kids across the globe for decades now. (laughs) Weaponizing the text of Rent and their BFAs all at the same time. Um, When I I think of Rent, and I want to know if you have the same thought, I think very specifically, and this might be a theater kid thing, of the double CD soundtrack. Oh, I had that. Of course you did. I'm pretty sure I had that. Or if I didn't have it, I definitely checked it out from the library and burned it. Burned both discs. Not in a fire, like you copied it. No, no, no. Remember burning our gen, CDs? Our Gen, our gen Z listeners, if we have any, might not know what that, that terminology is. Jesus fucking Christ. What Gen Z listeners? Um, I honestly... No, we definitely have them. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, I thought it was mostly... It is sorry, mostly millennials. millennials. But there are some Gen Z people. Yikes. Um... I um no I I used to burn CDs profusely and I'm sure rent was one of those things and for a very long time rent was one of my kind of key brand pillars I would say it was like rent it was Moulin Rouge um and what else did I believe in Baz Luhrmann I don't I I mean I don't know I don't know what the third brand pillar is I'll come it'll it'll come back to me but um what about you Well so I might surprise you by saying this but I don't really fuck with rent like that Right I you know I obviously and I always think that you're like a super stan. Or no, no, no. Like that, I'm obviously I'm you up with Charlene. No offense. No, I'm honestly like I've, I'm. Of course, I'm very familiar with it. I've seen it on Broadway. I've seen the movie. I know the songs. I had the soundtrack, but it's not really my tea with musical theater. I mean, we all know from listening to this podcast. I am a recovering musical theater girly, and I am also somewhat reclaiming it as. As an adult. Right. Um, but I always gravitated towards, you know, more classic musicals and also more bombastic musicals. Like we've talked about Phantom of the Opera mm. is my favorite musical. One I, of your key brand pillars. Yes. Um, may, yeah. Def, At def, the time. Definitely. Mm. Um, and Rent was always a little too poppy for me um, as a teenager. The pop rock. Yeah. And... I um, I just didn't really form my personality around it the way that a lot of people that I was friends with at the time did. You know, I was much more likely to be listening to the last five years soundtrack than I was listening to Rent. What's the last five years? The last five years is a musical by Jason Robert Brown. Who is that? 
he's a, a you, you wouldn't know him. Okay. Um, and, you said it like it was somebody. That I mean, I he know. is somebody, but you, oh, not if, somebody. If I you're if you're a musical him. theater girly like that, um, it's a two person show about a married couple and the dissolution of their marriage, and it takes place in um, opposite timelines. So the musical starts from the woman's side with the end of their marriage and then goes backwards in time. And then the man side starts from the beginning of their courtship and goes forward in time. And they meet in the middle when they get married. And it is incredible music. Oh. Um, it's like a really like interesting like storytelling device. Uh, Sherry Renee Scott and Norbert Leo Butts were in the original cast. Sherry Renee Scott is like a Broadway legend. Um, and it has some of my favorite songs in musical theater, like A Summer in Ohio, like the Schmuel song. Just kidding. I hate the Schmuel song. Um, it was adapted into a film with Anna Kendrick, which is not a bad movie, but is not like gag worthy. But it's, um, I think it was the only ever off Broadway, but my friends and I were obsessed with it in high school. And I specifically remember, did you ever do one of those um, all-night, like, cancer walk-a-thon thingies? Yes. Yes, my boyfriend at the time and I um, jerked each other off in, like, a Boy Scouts tent. (laughs) Okay, so while you were doing that, (laughs) my friends and I were... um, Sitting around like a an artificial campfire, singing along to the last five years. Did you also have to wear T-shirts that said "Cancer sucks"? No. Okay, we had these T-shirts that said "Cancer sucks," and all of the proceeds went to cancer. Not to, to cancer. Not pro cancer <laughs> and anti cancer. It was actually to pro cancer causes. Yeah. People, things giving you cancer. Um, no, I uh, and um, every it was like it was like the new North face. Like everyone had a cancer sucks t-shirt because they came in lots of different colors. And it was like really like crazy to have the word sucks on a t-shirt and it'd be like, Oh yeah. I mean, that was, that was rebellious as fuck in high school. Sucks. Um, yeah, no, that is kind of the era of culture that rent found me. I didn't know that it was an adaptation of La Boheme for a long time. It is famously an adaptation of the opera La Boheme. But instead of TB, it's AIDS. It's AIDS. So for anyone who doesn't know the basic premise of Rent, it's about... Or La Boheme. Or La Boheme. Um, It's about a group of young artists and like artist-adjacent people living in New York City in the 90s. Bohemians. And they can't pay their rent. Mm -hmm. Um, They live in Alphabet City, which is, you know, downtown on the east side. And a bunch of them have AIDS. And the only trans person or, like, genderqueer person is the one who dies of it. Um, There's a performance artist. There's a filmmaker who sells out. There's um, a straight couple who (laughs) are the great love story of the piece. Yeah. Both have AIDS. I forgot that they are... They are the, the centerpiece the, of the show, the yeah. straight couple. Yeah. Why? Why was because, that? Because Jonathan Larson, who wrote the music, and this is something that a lot of people, that gets obscured a lot. And I mean, even when we showed up and we're talking about this, you were like, oh, didn't he die from AIDS? And no, he died from complications from an aneurysm. aneurysm. And he was straight. Yeah, heterosexual. Yeah, he was straight. And unfortunately died 
the day after the very first dress rehearsal. He died the the morning after the musical's final dress rehearsal. What's your favorite song from Rent? That's hard. Mm. Will you light my candle? What are you staring at? Nothing. Your hair and the moonlight. <laughs> you look song. familiar. Can you make it? Just haven't eaten much today. At least the room stops spinning it's... anyway. What? Right. Isn't she like coked out or something? She's on heroin. Oh, heroin? Yeah. Oh, that's her She team? and Roger are both heroin addicts. Oh, oh. And they Roger... used to tie you up. It's a living. Doesn't the guy who plays Roger is gay? I don't think so. Oh, really? No. Oh, my God. That's so confusing. Who you went on to star in vibes. Aida. Aida. And then, wait, is this the guy? Which also has Sharon Scott in it, who was in the last five years. Oh, <laughs> of course. Um, I have already told this story, or I've already said in, in maybe the first season of the pod that this was definitely one of the things that, like, broke me open. It's, I don't know why I'm only realizing that Moulin Rouge and Rent, which both came into my life around the same time from the same person who was Mel, that bisexual goth I was friends with. In the my best first of many, first of many, <laughs> um, in my best friend's cul-de-sac, she showed both of those movies to me, and they're both about Bohemians, and they're both based on La Boheme, and they're both based. Oh my God, they're both based, on <laughs> and they're both about AIDS. <laughs> well, no, Nicole Kidman is about tuberculosis. No, she has tuberculosis. She dies from complications. She has due to AIDS. consumption. Not consumption. That's what they called TB. You just love saying consumption. I do love saying consumption. You love saying consumption. Because I... Consumption. Because I do wish that I was like a frail Victorian woman coughing up blood into a handkerchief. (laughs) Um, Do you want to know what my favorite song from Rent is? Yes. Forgive me for not asking. It's Over the Moon. What? Which is the... The song that no one sings? (sighs) No one's ever heard of? flop song only thing to do is jump over the moon it's not in the movie it's it? adina menzel maureen's character performing it's her performance piece that she does in the first act it's incredibly iconic she, it's the one where she moves moo with me moo <sighs> with me oh the performance art moment it's incredible and you have not lived until you've seen Charlene do it at TNT on a Tuesday night moo with me um Char is an actual rent historian and knows like we actually should we text her right now do you think she's by the studio she could come right um I actually actually talk about it for hours well she wrote a piece about rent for out that I think I I commissioned I remember this yeah and it was really great she she is definitely a rent scholar because it, it is a very foundational musical for her and yeah we should have planned ahead and had her back for this episode but we didn't so we didn't plan ahead at all also Um, rent is a christmas musical right it is famously the first act takes place on christmas so are you and i gonna watch it on december 1st this year um maybe i haven't watched the movie in a couple years same so the movie came out when i was in i guess probably when we were both in high school um it came out on thanksgiving I saw it um, when I was I was in Connecticut visiting my dad's family for Thanksgiving, 
And, you know, um, whenever we did that, there would be one night where we would all go to the movies and no one wanted to see Rent except me. But I bullied my <laughs> dad like into taking me to it. Gay. Gay. <laughs> Gay um, and because it's not like I wanted to see it, but I think the other option was National Treasure. And I did want to see it because even though I didn't love Rent, like, obviously, I still liked it. National Treasure is an exquisite film. I've never, I've for never seen it. It's an amazing movie. But I will say, and I know this is kind of blasphemous, in my in the years since, I probably have listened to the the movie soundtrack more than the OBC. Yeah, no, I definitely listen to the movie soundtrack. The more. OBCR. The, the OBCR. Um, the movie soundtrack is good. The movie music is good. It is. You know, Rosario I, Dawson. Rosario is, Dawson. I love her voice is so thin. I love Daphne Rubin Vega who was the original Mimi she is iconic both in Rent and in that scene in the first Sex in the City movie where she r- talks to the girls um, in the bathroom during I, the auction I just watched um, the first Sex in the City she movie she was a smart Rewatch. girl until she fell in love <laughs> um, but Rosario Dawson kind of 4 plus 4 that yeah wait what's 4 plus 4 is this new yeah. slang 8 my sisters said it over the weekend, and I'm now adopting this it. Is, I'm so the the way my eyes are rolling <laughs> into my skull right now, girl. That is, it's fine. She I got a four plus four. Of that shut up. No, but you know that you're now gonna say it. You got a four plus four. And, that and pass it off as your own. No, I'm not. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Marine Idina Menzel song. The first one. The Take Me Baby. Take Me or Leave Me. That's actually, why didn't I, I redact what I said earlier. My true favorite song is Take Me Baby or Leave Me. That song fucks. That song was created to be sung at karaoke by people who are way too into singing it. Yeah. As happened yeah. famously on an episode of Girls. Yes! <laughs> uh, this uh, at Hannah's birthday party when when Marnie tried to get her to perform it on stage and <laughs> she didn't want to. Also, in the first season of Girls, Shoshana asks Marnie if she's ever seen Rent, and she says, of course, it's the whole reason I moved to New York. (laughs) That is true for a lot of people, which is crazy because, like, yes, it does glamorize this experience of being, like, poor and, you know, oppressed living in New York City, but it's also, like, not um, super... It doesn't make it sound super appealing. No! Like, like, sure, La Vie Boheme is a fun group number. Yeah. But, you know, the people are, like, killing dogs and... <laughs> and die, not paying and, rent. And, and, and not paying rent. That's the whole pre- premise of the, the beginning. They they literally are like, we're not gonna pay rent, and you're kind of like, okay? Is have that you, the plan? Okay, have you ever not paid rent somewhere you lived? Um... Um, no, I did like ditch a lease and left my roommates at a listing with a lease under my name. And I was just like, just fill my room because the management was unresponsive and just not helpful and doing anything in terms of like getting next people in. They like wouldn't, it was whatever. We had negligent management. So I paid rent. I found a subletter and then I moved on. But I found out that like months or years later, my roommates did not pay that rent in the final months because it was the pandemic. So that might affect my credit score. Um. Anyways, no, that's that's never happened. But you probably have definitely squatted. Um. Maybe yeah. at least once. Yeah, I have. Once not, or multiple not, times. Not technically squatting, not squatting in a way where the people I lived with and I s- said, let's squat, mm. but in a way where I just I was very broke and did not pay a couple months of rent. I um briefly dated this guy who, wait, oh, wait, have I told you about this guy that I dated who co-wrote musicals with his brother about the Egyptian revolution? 
Um, let's, why don't you just tell it again? So I literally like started dating this guy super hot, unfortunately very straight passing. I had no idea he was gay until we were making out. And then, um, we started a date and I ended up not really liking him, but I was between sublets and I didn't have a place to stay for oh, a month. No. So I dated him for another month so that Tale I could crash in his Upper West Side apartment that his parents paid for. And it was worth it. And why did I bring that up? Oh, because I wasn't paying rent. <laughs> um, you know what sucks? Rent. Cancer. Also rent. Rent sucks. It has every, sucked. Every month when my rent leaves my bank account, a part of my soul leaves my body. And can I be vulnerable? This year is the first year since 2018 where I've had trouble paying rent. Like, 2018, I was, like, starving freelancer, really having trouble making ends meet, digging deep into my savings. Like, basically was saved by that job at Out Magazine. And now, I'm, like, kind of in the same spot. Um, Rent has really sucked the bone marrow out of my body. And it's so expensive, Rose. Your rent is really good. Well, it's about to be, it's starting next month, it's going up $200 a month. Which is not that bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But it's, it's bad, bad considering nothing has been improved no. about my apartment. Right. Did you say that? You ne- you never emailed no, them. I never emailed them. You should email them. It's not it's too late. It's too late. Um, <laughs> um I actually still haven't told them that I'm renewing my lease and sent the extra $200 to add to my security deposit. I should do that. You should just not pay the rate increase. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Just because I'm rent. not the people in rent. That's the other. Yeah. I just, what was the plan? Like what happens after you don't pay, do you don't pay rent? You get evicted. You get evicted. Do you have like squatters rights? What are squatters rights? <laughs> I look, I know during the pandemic, we need a housing there was lawyer. a lot of discussion about squatters rights and landlords. I never really investigated it too deeply because I have um, an incredible fear of authority. Yes. And, um, <laughs> right. Shockingly, even though you break every rule. Yeah. But I'm, but I also really like following the rules. Yeah, you do. Um, so I don't, I've never been in a situation. You've never I, been in a situation. I've never been in a situation. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what happens when you, Stop paying rent. You, I guess, start singing. I guess you start singing. You sing for the rent. Well, that is the thing, Rose, is that when you cannot pay with money, you pay with art. Beautiful, beautiful art. And the landlords in rent, they go, they look, they took one look at Anthony Rapp and they were like, your voice is so beautiful. You don't have to pay rent. His voice is not beautiful. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) But um, it's actually pretty great. Wait, speaking of Anthony Rapp, don't you have tea with him? I was I don't have tea! Oh my god. Uh, do I have tea with Anthony Rapp? Not anymore. But one time... Have you explored each other's bodies? Yes. No. No. Have you explored each other's body yaddy He's not my type. I don't go for guys that look like, um, like Target models. Like, if you don't have any, like, tattoos that's, or... That's- pretty accurate yeah like i any if you don't have any distinctive features if you're just like a guy like i can't see you but he's a gorgeous talented man 
I'm sure. <laughs> Anyways, I'm being diplomatic. We got into a fight, I think, around the time that the Charlene piece came out on Out.com. I think it was a peg to that or in relation to that because I got on my, you know, on my little high horse and tweeted about how the idea of rent was stolen from Sarah Shulman. Which it was. Which it, it you know, um, there's no way to prove that it was fully plagiarized, but I think it's pretty undeniable that he read her text and and borrowed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty pretty easy to look at the facts and say that. So if you, I don't think, but the other thing is like the book that Sarah wrote that he plagiarized was kind of one of her flat books. Um, like, go read like Gentrification of the Mind or something like that. I mean, that book isn't like good, quote unquote. That book just has a lot of like incredible ideas and thought leadership in it. But it's not like an enjoyable read. Actually, I would actually venture to say that Sarah Shulman is maybe one of the most unfunny people on the planet. Like she actually, and this, I'm saying this as an admirer, like she is a legend and I would like love to have a body of work like hers one day, but she is so unfun and she cannot see like because of what she's gone through and what she's reported on, like you know, if Jonathan Larson's going to steal her play, she's going to never stop talking about it till the end of time. Um, anyways, I got into a fight with Adam Lambert, Matthew Lambert, Anthony, Anthony Rapp. Rapp. <laughs> Anthony Rapp about it on Twitter, of all places, which I never... I said you you disagree, but I say I never I've, I never really get into spars with people. I will go back and forth. I will, like, maybe hit back, but I won't go, like, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And I went, like, Back forth, back forth, back forth with Anthony Rapp on Twitter. It was kind of wild. What a different time. Yeah. A can time you, when can I you ima- Twitter. Can you imagine fighting with someone on Twitter in 2023? Yes. I just did that. Oh. About, about you're, something you're else. You're no! Uh, Phoebe, please bleep. <laughs> bravo, bravo, bravo. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe. Oh, wait. Speaking of Jonathan Larson, did you watch Tick, Tick, Boom when it no, came No, I heard it Netflix? was amazing. It's incredible. Andrew Garfield, four plus four? Four. He four plus four that. <laughs> it's... So I actually may... I actually maybe liked Tick, Tick, Boom more than Rent in high school. Mm. Featured Amy Spanger, who later went on to star in The Wedding Singer, which I th- the musical, which I think I have discussed that I saw eight times on Broadway my freshman year of college. I don't remember that, but I don't think it needs to be recapped. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the movie of it was, I think, so beautifully done. I've literally never seen The Wedding Singer, just as a side note. Uh, the movie? The movie. I think you'd like it. Okay. Yeah, you, you like Adam Sandler? No, hate. You like Drew Barrymore? Love. Okay. Love. Yeah. I mean, not now that she's a, a scab. You'd, but you'd, she redacted her scabbery. Yeah. You'd you would enjoy the wedding singer. Yeah. Okay. Um Yeah. Um Tick Tick Boom exclamation point the movie was really great. <laughs> Vanessa Vanessa Hudgens was so good in it. Mm. Andrew Garfield deserves to have his ass ate always, but especially for that movie. Once again playing Wait, is that character gay? No, he's straight. Yeah. Because okay. he's because it's basically an it's autobiographical musical right. about Jonathan Larson. I mean, it is a, an autobiographical musical. About Sorry Jonathan to make this Larson. remark again, but Andrew Garfield insists on playing characters that are not gay for some reason, and it, it, it it's always like like in that Mormon TV show that we watch. The, the remember the Mormon mm-hmm. job? You're like that character has all the bones, makeup, motivations, and attributes of a gay person, and yet the character is not gay. 
And that's very surprising to me. And this was the same. It's like like Matthew Larson, Anthony Larson, Anthony Rapp. Jonathan Larson. Jonathan Larson, thank you. Um, I was just rolling through all of the names until I got there, um, (laughs) until you got me there. Mm -hmm. Um, Jonathan Larson, also not gay. Kind of wild. And yeah. so I guess it makes sense that famously Andrew, straight, famously straight, but definitely thought of culturally as gay. Andrew Garfield is straight, though. I, yes. He's not like one of those closeted Hollywood types. I mean, I don't know his tea like that, but you, to all appearances, he is straight. I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I don't know his tea, but I know I feel like I would know already. He did. I, I do remember he, the the. I think the one time that he got sort of minorly canceled was when he said something along the lines of like, "I'm gay in everything, but having sex with guys." Like it was him trying to be like, oh, I, you know, like I'm like culturally gay, um, and oh, he really no. he really stepped in it oh. with, with that one. Um, but he's a king. He is a king. And Unproblematic king. would suck to oblivion. He used to be a huge crush to me, and now, not at all. Oh, I think he's hotter now than he's ever been. He got some hair plugs. He looks good. Oh, see, it's not his age that has deterred me. It is my personal taste that has grown. I think that he okay. is still very attractive. He's just not really my type anymore. He is so foin. Um, um, paying rent... Wait, what was the other? There was another. Hang right, performance art. Performance. Let's talk art. about performance art. So, as as has been somewhat alluded to on other episodes of this podcast, mm-hmm. I have myself dabbled in a bit of performance art. Mm-hmm. I, you know, at one point in my life, you could say that I was living a life somewhat adjacent to the lives of the characters in Rent. Oh, would you say? Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, I, like, considered myself, like, a starving a artist. Mini? No, more of a Maureen. A Maureen. Um, yeah. although, you know, being friends with Charlene, like, I would, I could never actually be Maureen, because yeah. she is Maureen. She's always Maureen. Um, yeah, I have made some really bad performance art in my time. I think I mentioned once that, um, at a rave that I threw once, we buried Charlene in a trunk full of dirt in right. the middle of a dance floor. Right. I ate a cow heart once. Right. I remember the cow heart. Um, I covered a watermelon in sunscreen right. and Love ate that. it. Marina um, Abramovich. Yeah. The artist is present. Um, I was doing, I, I wrote some really horrible. You know, spoken word poetry. Did you really? Oh yeah. That seems so unlike that. You. I that I then um, collaborated with a musician to create an original score. Who was for she? A friend of mine. Um, oh no, I mean, who was she? Who was she? Who, who were was, you? Who was she? Shh, don't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, this was That's so unrecognizable to me. I know, but but you know what? I have been thinking recently that I do miss. Some of that fearlessness to look stupid. Are you saying you miss the stage? No, I don't. Miss Are you the, saying I, you miss the glamour? I do not miss. G- the, I do not miss a, li- a life on the stage. O U S. Yes. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As cringy as it can be to think about, oh my God, I did that in public. And it's actually more embarrassing sometimes. It's less embarrassing to think about the times when I did it in like a warehouse full of thousands of people. It's more embarrassing to think about the times that I did it at like Macri Park on a Wednesday while like six people were there. That is like a lot cringier. But at the same time, I, I feel pretty punk. It's part of for, the, have, for yeah, having done that. That's the history. I was literally just talking about. So I did conduct an interview with Connie Fleming on Friday for the Trans Oral History Project. Cool, iconic door girl. If you don't know her, I mean, she's a model. She's a muse. Mugler, Vivian Westwood, but also like very infamously an iconic door girl. Yeah, sickening, of, of sickening. The, of New York, New York City nightlife legend. And we don't use the word iconic lightly. Very intentional with the use of the word icon, even though it is overused these days. Um. And in interviewing her, I was just talking about how 
there is such a massive body of work in nightlife that goes completely undocumented. Not in the history, not in the art world, like not in the echelon or ancestry of like queer art or art in general, especially when it comes to like drag artistry. It's like unrecorded. And some of this stuff, like, I mean, pre-iPhone is like lost to eternity because no one there, all they had was the experience of it. And now... Which I do kind of love. I kind of miss I lo- that. I, I miss... I, I always really liked the ephemerality of nightlife. Yeah. I think that's something that makes it really special and precious, if not like mystical, um, that those are things that those were experiences created by and for queer and trans people, the most marginalized in New York nightlife, club kids, etc. And it was all like literally just for that one night, just for the six people you performed to, to at TNT. Right. And how like in the grand scheme of like what something like rent is trying to teach us that that's like even more depressing thinking about all the artists from that generation that have like, unfortunately died and now they're not a part of the cultural conversation the way someone like a sarah shulman might be or other kinds of kind of aids generation artists um but i'm really i mean i don't know if i'm happy or sad that like now everything is recorded on an iphone and so now all drag performances in the history of forever will be documented in time somehow but they're not like collated they're not like put in a book they're not put in museums and they really should be because like not to go there, but, like, a lot of... Dra- I know you didn't do drag, like, specifically, but, like, a lot of drag art, like, is way more interesting than, like, what Marina Abramovich is doing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I did stuff that was drag adjacent. I'm very grateful that most of the public art I made was pre-transition. Uh-huh. So if someone were to share it, it would be kind of an act of violence. Yes, love that. Um, and also I deleted my Facebook in 2015. So, so much of what <sighs> I shared myself is just gone of my own volition. But I do, you know, I have things saved. In the vault? In the vault. Um, oh. You know, maybe one day I'll do a, a retrospective, a retrospective. Um, retrospective I don't know that I would ever like make performance art again um but you would but but would you be on this would you ever on be the on stage? stage we have been on the stage girl that's different that's I, I us as us yeah but it is a performance but, but, but when I was performing I was performing as me yeah yeah well, when you eat it, when you eat a cow heart at one of our podcast recordings, then you know maybe I'll be convinced. But I want to see you. What I'm really trying to you want to see is, me in Rent. The I want to see you eat a cow heart again. Um, in full drag. <laughs> I want to see you covered in blood. And I, a girl, cow heart. I've been covered in blood many times, and I have I have lost many venue security deposits over spilling various things on Electrical surfaces. Equipment. You're breaking one of Charlene Incarnate's cardinal rules of nightlife performance, which is don't get the make a mess on stage, girl. Where do you think that rule originated? (laughs) My my friend Paul, who I used to throw parties with, he performed as his alter ego, Boy Wolf, and he used to. I don't think he started this, but there are definitely I I remember sort of a fad for this happening. He always used to bring 
put a tarp out on stage before he would perform because he did a lot of stuff with food. It would get very messy. And so that kind of became a thing. Like when you were watching some, when, you were, yeah, when you were at a party in Brooklyn and you saw a tarp coming out, you were like, oh, All great. Right. Here we go again. Prepare the blood. <laughs> prepare the blood. Prepare the milk. Prepare the, <laughs> yeah, the milk. Prepare the like fake vomit the flour. or like, oh, what a, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like bread flour. L- look. I've put down a few tarps in my time, and um, I just I'm, put about I just put a tarp down last night. Honey, <laughs> honey, um, I want to kill myself. Um, uh, I yeah, I haven't come in like eight days. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Wow, I came yesterday, but it was the first time I had come in like a week because I was home visiting my family and um, just not coming yeah just, 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 <laughs> just not coming um, well tonight i want to lay down the tarp honey um, it's disgusting <laughs> actually like my uh, uh, that's no, that's uh, that should be a new thing we do like you text me you're like what are you doing i'm like i'm laying down the tarp <laughs> what are your okay. i used to own so many tarps do you that used to be in my apartment at all times that's really i used to own so many tarps too many tarps too many tarps. Well, now I'm going to put a tarp down every time I have sex. Um, is there anything you, like, need to masturbate? Do you need, like, a candle, like, a special candle or... No. Or, like, some, like, music or, like, quiet? Doesn't need to be quiet. I need um, my imagination. Your imagination. And friction. And some written erotica. <laughs> and, and Uncle Ronnie's new horror. No! <laughs> no, girl, I read Uncle Ronnie's new horror like pretty recently. <laughs> Did it hold up? <laughs> it holds up. It holds up. Except they use condoms in it. That's hot. No. Safety is hot. I mean we are talking about rent. I love condoms. I literally love condoms. I will what? I will I will constantly advocate for a condom. Look, I'm not saying that. you shouldn't have safe sex, but we do live in the era of prep so yeah you know well i and in in fiction in in erotica you should not be using condoms well i have been i mean this is okay that's true that's true that's true no like i i I will like like sometimes i'll read fan fiction about like you know like this crazy scenario that would never happen and no and they will be like Oh, let me put a condom I mean, on. He put the condom on his tentacle. Like, girl, <laughs> sh- girl, fuck you. I'm going to kill kinda, myself. That's kinda, that's kind of wild. I, I like condoms. I don't know why. I think there's something nice about, I think, well, I mean, if there's a mess, like, it's less to worry about. But also, like, I mean. Have you, ever, else, have you ever jerked off into a condom? Yes, of course. When I was yeah. younger. Yeah, me too. As long as a teenager. Um, but now I've been having sex with people with uteruses where like for some not all but some of them it's like i would prefer to use a condom for like whatever reason but also a lot of those people like can't get pregnant anyway so yeah and can you even impregnate someone at this point i can i still have quite a lot of i mean not a lot less than i used to but i definitely could i mean i don't know that for sure i could be completely infertile and not know i think you're shooting blanks i know i'm 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 not not yet. I've been monitoring it because I want to try to get me pregnant. No, <laughs> let's have a baby. Not shooting, and we'll blanks. name it Phoebe. <laughs> the way this devolved so nicely, honestly. Yeah, perfect. Um. Anyways, let's not pay rent this month. 
I'm never paying rent again. Actually, no, I will be paying an extra two dollars in rent. Um, but my little um, pony, pony, my little pony, my little pony, my little way of fighting the system is that I have my auto pay set up to pay on the fifth of the month. Oh, and that's my way to stick it to the man. They Protest. have to they have to wait an extra five days to get my money. Yeah, the man. And for the record, virgins, we as a podcast know that all landlords are bad unless of course either rose and i decide to be one no we're <laughs> not becoming landlords You've alluded many times to potentially be no and no. as have i on the podcast on you the have record, i believe that about we you both said this on the record rose we are off key so we just record. so loretta llc just bought a building that we will be renovating <laughs> and turning into artist lofts yeah bohemian Bohem- living spaces <laughs> yes. co-ops um uh i was gonna say sex parties but we can't we don't have the infrastructure for that um no girl i haven't been to a sex party in so long i would like to maybe go to one i got invited to go to a queer <laughs> romantic comedy play that is being performed at a sex club. But there's no, it's not a I sex d- party. I don't know. I have to investigate further. One of the people that I'm having sex with is, is a facilitator of a sex party. And he frequents this other, I don't think he would mind, I'm whatever. He frequents this sex party where it's called, it's called Studs and Mares. Who I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm a horse girl. You so. are a horse girl. And so, um... The bottoms are the mares, and they don't wear pants, and they, like, all stand in a line, like, bent over when, like, the studs walk in and do whatever they want to the mares that are, like, lined in their stables, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And this guy was telling me, I think this is a really good idea. He was like, I want to have a reverse studs and mares party where, like, it's about the studs, and you walk in, and it's all of these tops with, like, Viagra'd out penises and you just mount them and they're the ones that are getting used i think that's amazing and they don't wear pants but they do wear shirts they're just dildos yeah it's that's called uh, the the technical term is shirt cocking oh when you wear, when you wear a pant oh, i thought no, it was called when you wear the, a shirt but no i thought pants. it was a winnie the pooing no it's shirt cocking shirt cocking shirt, shirt cocking Do, no matter what genitalia you have it's, right it's called it's shirt cocking So slide into our DMs at Like a Virgin 42069. Let us know um, how much your rent is. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite song from Rent? Do you, we didn't even really talk about Adina Menzel that much, but we've talked about Adina Menzel. We have. A lot. At length. length. <laughs> 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 in the past. She used to be the only person we followed on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and and now the only it. person we follow on Instagram is Sally Field. Yeah, That's we need to change that. We do need to Wait, change that. Wait, who's the next? Well, third season. Tell us. Third, who, yeah. who, who are we going to follow? Who to follow on Instagram <laughs> next? Yeah. Um, also... You can uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash like a virgin. And remember, this is the last time for the season where you will get us in the main feed. So we are taking a break. We will be right back. But for now, we will continue to publish episodes on the Patreon. So go subscribe over there at patreon.com slash like a virgin. And as always, thanks to producer Phoebe. And, um, you know, ciao for now. Au revoir. Ciao for now. And now, a clip from our Patreon. Become a patron at patreon.com slash likeavirgin for weekly bonus episodes and more. 
So the seasons I've watched are Murder House, Asylum, Coven, Freak Show. I watched half a Hotel. I watched half of Roanoke. I watched the Wait, first what's Roanoke. It's the the season where they like flip it halfway through and it turns out what you've been watching is like um a TV recreation of something that happened. Oh. Um I watched the first couple episodes of Cult. I watched the entirety of Apocalypse. Oh my god. I watched the entirety of 1984. Oh my god. Which 1984 is actually pretty good cuz okay. it's like very tight. Okay. Um I didn't watch Double Feature, and I'm I'm currently watching Delicate. So I've actually watched most of the show. Do you feel like Delicate? Is, so I, I I having not seen all of the other series. Do you feel like Delicate is kind of different from it's, the rest of the franchise? Like it's it feels smaller. Yeah, like the world is smaller. Usually, American Horror Story has lots of competing storylines, mm. and that's part of why a lot of the seasons are flawed is because mm. the ones that you're more interested in don't get as much time or they drop mm. them or like merge them in weird ways. Mm. I like how tight Delicate is focused on this one character and her story, mm. um, which I think has maybe happened over the past couple years. Like probably like in a lot of ways because of the budget, like they can't spend as much on like all these actors because even think about delicate like it has i mean obviously like having kim kardashian is a gag but it doesn't have like the huge gaggy cast that previous seasons no have had but kim k is playing the same function as gaga in hor- in hotel to me it's just like gag casting sorry not a great actress I disagree. I'm sorry. I, I, I think, think that I, unfortunately, I think she's so great. I think that Gaga is better than Kim K, but I do well, think that... Well, you haven't seen Hotel. I've seen a lot of clips of Hotel, okay? okay? I, I think that Gaga's acting ability has significantly improved since Hotel. Like, right? Like, like... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think it's pretty much the same. <laughs> she was basically play, playing the same character. I mean, um... No, I okay. So more on Kim K. You think she's eating? I think she's yeah. eating. I mean, I do I think I, she's incredible. The thing is, like, I, to me, obviously, when Kim K's on screen, I'm not evaluating her acting. Like, that's not. I was just saying that because, like, I was trying to think about them playing the same function in as like stunt casting in the series. But I'm not evaluating Kim's acting. Like, she's just a gag. And I think that honestly, the flatness with which she delivers a lot of her lines in a Kardashian esque way. Works really well oh, for the perfect. affect of a pop of a publicist. This is what yeah. a publicist would sound like. Like it's kind of working. <laughs> it's like um, <laughs> I the episode where they go to the Gotham Awards yeah. and Emma Roberts vomits during her speech, and then the next day she <laughs> wakes up in her bed in the morning, and Kim is <laughs> laying in bed next to her under the covers with her face fully beat. I just started. <laughs> cackling like it's so insane like a mug stamped it's so but she's so good and like the way she delivers the lines is so you're right it is incredibly flat but yeah. it's really funny it works and yeah it works f- like you're you're never not aware that this is kim kardashian but like the, it that works and do you want to know do you want to know a bit of a bummer the ending has been spoiled for me because I knew someone who worked on it. So I actually, I think the ending, knows, I won't spoil it for you, but I think the ending is a gag. And I think that understanding, obviously Kim K is giving villain energy. 
from Jump. I'm not saying that she's like the big bad, but I will say that a lot of the ways that all these different things pull off and the way that Kim K pulls into like what is at stake here in the show is really good. What do you think is happening with her baby? Um, what are what are some um, fan theories that you might have? I don't. I'm well. I don't know about fan theories because it's not like I've. You're been like I'm not a going, fan. I'm, it's not like I've been going and looking. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the clearest. This is obviously very much modeling itself after Rosemary's Baby. Right, That's like seen. very much the, a, a big inspiration for this. So, my guess was knowing that you find you find out in the first episode that. Kim and Emma met in a fertility group. So I think that possibly, like, this baby is being, um, like, grown and harvested for Kim. Right. And Emma is the vessel. Okay. That's, okay, okay. Love that. Um, But I also don't know, because the thing is, with American Horror Story, they could start out with one intention, and then halfway through the season, completely abandon that and decide to do something else. Like, with Coven, they had no idea who... The Supreme was when they started the season. And oh, really? And there are so many moments of fake outs where they like try to hedge towards someone. Like Tessa Formelia is clearly right. supposed to be like the one who might be the new Supreme in the right. beginning of the season. And then by the end, like it being Sarah Paulson comes out of totally left field. Right. So, and also, you know, we only are getting. For now, we're only getting part one of Delicate because that's all that was filmed before the strikes. Right. So, you know, when they when they go back, they might decide to, like, change the whole thing. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.